Welcome back to the show, the Hell Ming Power Hour, episode 19, we call it The Farcical. So, uh, gonna be a fun show, we got some swashbuckling action going on, and my peg-legged, eye-patch-wearing freakazoid, my partner, Danny Bennett. Man, I really thought that Boy Wonder was coming in there somewhere. My peg leg, Boy Wonder. That's, that's what everybody else calls me. Yeah, that's um, understandable. Yeah, well, when you got the peg leg, you're a boy. People got to wonder. You got to use it. You got to wonder. You got to wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this week's episode because you know we got two fantastic movies from uh, from the 80s. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one one definitely from the eighties. The other one may be pushed out to the nineties, just on the edge of it or so. That that's why I got a. I wasn't sure, but you know, it's um, there are movies that that definitely one of them sticks in my memory in a very fond way. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to say too that uh, this first movie we're going to cover, uh, it's kind of like on Spinal Tap. Uh, if you don't like it. Danny picked this one. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> On base, it's, Danny Bennett. He wrote this. <laughs> it's true. I um, I uh, I have memory of it that that's very fond. And rewatching it, I think the memory was better than the uh, product. But that being said, it really took me to a place of childhood that that made me very happy. And we'll reveal what that is here in a few minutes. We want to keep the suspense going just as much as we can. So uh, we'll jump into that just as soon as we're ready. You got anything else you want to say, Danny? No, no. The Peg Leg Wonder Boy? Peg Leg Wonder Boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, we'll be right back. The Hail Ming 
Power Hour is brought to you by Empire Records. You can't be sad today, not on Rex Manning Day, and loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming! All right, everybody, welcome back to the first movie of this special event, episode number 19, The Farcical. Grab a box. <laughs> grab, a, grab a box there in the freezer. Grab a box in the freezer. Go home in a bag. That's oh, pretty that, much what we're going to do is we're going to send you <laughs> home in a bag. A bag of laughter. <laughs> so this first movie is uh, groundbreaking. If you talk about movies that rip off a bunch of stuff. Matter of fact, I've got a quote here. Laren Malton said that this movie should have been called the ripoff movie. <laughs> and yeah, like what do I you said, know you're Leonard Malton. <laughs> well, you know, he calls me from time to time. We're we're yeah, big buds. So but we had uh, that falling out, he and I. <laughs> we I told got, him he needed to wash his cat. <laughs> wash your cat, Leonard Malton. Hail me. Smelly cat. <laughs> right. All right. So what we are talking about to keep keep you from having any more suspense in your life, making your heart go out of out of whack. We are talking about the 1982 a pirate movie. Arr. <laughs> That's right. The the pirate movie. I mean, if you don't remember this from 1982, well then again, I'll have to say you probably couldn't afford cable. Um <laughs> I don't know that anybody went to the theater to see. I'm sure they did. I mean, it had the star power of Christy McNichol and Ted Hamilton. That does and it. Christy McNichol. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those movies that you could tell they were all just having a good time. And maybe they should have had less of a good time and made a better movie. But, well, there you have it. Well, like I said earlier, it was called the ripoff movie because uh, Pirates of Penzance was out in Broadway, doing great. And these guys just basically went, it's, they're kind of like Lucio Fulci when he saw Dawn of the Dead. He said, ah, I can do that. So Dawn of the Dead, when it was released in Europe, it was called Zombie. So Fulci made a movie called Zombie 2. He just made a remake without asking anybody. That's kind of what happened here. These guys yeah. just pirates of penzance and said we'll just call it a pirate movie we'll even use the same gilbert and sullivan songs and uh do our own thing with it so uh it's yes. uh it's so what happened was was lucio fulci saw pirates of penzance and <laughs> and he said i can do better i'll just make pirates of men's pants and <laughs> pirates of men's pants <laughs> <laughs> so to celebrate this to celebrate this turkey of a movie Oh, turkey. And we'll get into this. But gobble, gobble. we're going to do something new that has never been done. We're actually going to go live via satellite for our synopsis to a live concert. And this is just mind-blowing. I, I can't believe we got him to do it. My but, mind is blown. But oh on stage God. right now to, to give us a synopsis is David Lee Roth, Diamond Dave himself. Take it away, Diamond Dave. Now we got 
something special to share with you. I just wanted to say, this is the real Hail Ming Power Hour. The only people that don't listen to the Hail Ming Power Hour is the Clash, baby. Peace on, baby. Peace on, baby. A little more feedback there, Johnny. Anyways, they've asked me to do a synopsis for one of my favorite movies, man. Hey, hey, and that movie is the 1982. Uh, I forgot the movie, man. If you don't stop that feedback, I'm gonna kick your in. Boozy, boozy, bop. All right. Uh, yeah, Dave. I I can't believe that uh, they let him do running with the devil because that's that's what was coming out of that, wasn't it? Right, right. They were finishing oh, yeah. up a tune, I guess. <laughs> Man, I, good job, Rick. Pulling in the the celebrity all stars. Well, you know, and we've got some more surprises. So, so did folks don't run off. It's just going to get better as we go. So, uh, but yeah, man, he supposedly loved this movie. You know, we talked, and uh, that's what he wanted to do, and and he did it only as he can. <laughs> only David Lee <laughs> and a jelly donut to go <laughs> to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into this. 1982, the pirate movie, Danny. <laughs> why do we watch this <laughs> well if you're you then you watch this because i suggest it that's okay. that's the you know but but for me the main reason or the first reason i've got to watch a pirate movie is christy mcnichol sure and christy mcnichol was 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 big time at this point she was doing a, a made for tv movie you know uh after school special about every week and um <laughs> And she was she was big stuff, man. And and they got her to be in this movie. And I think she knew it because she she was having a good time. Yeah, you can yeah. tell. Yeah, you can tell it was pretty loose. <laughs> yeah, I, I I looked a little up about it, and it was it was uh it was made in Australia, right? Maybe to skirt some copyright laws. Oh I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Christy McNichol. I mean, she's great in this, and she's. She's pretty, and yeah, you know, she plays the 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 nerd with the glasses at the beginning, and and uh, she gets a chance to become the the girl she wants to be. It's it's a fun movie, and you can tell she's having fun with it. And as bad as it is, I still love it. Right, and that's what I was going to say too. Because when Danny suggested this movie, I was like, man, I haven't seen that since I was probably ten. Holy crap, man! Started watching it, I knew every song. I knew everything that happened in the movie. It was like a re- returning nightmare. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew the movie backwards and forwards, and I totally had blocked it out of my mind. And here it comes, full force. I knew some lyrics to some of the songs before they even got there. And I was like, this is really weird, man. So I'm sure a lot of you out there probably feel the same way when you check yeah. it out. I don't know if you can even buy this movie anymore, but uh, we, we checked it out on YouTube. And uh, it's it really does fit in what we always talk about on this show. It's that kind of lost movie that, for some reason, everybody watched it, even though it really wasn't very good. 
So, uh, but you end up still liking it. My 10 year old self enjoyed watching this again as yeah, bad my, as it was. <laughs> I was telling my wife about it when I was watching it and, and she said, oh, I haven't seen that. But I, I, as soon as I mentioned two things out of it, she said, Oh, and she started filling in the blanks cause it's, it's not good and it's <laughs> super silly, but, but it sticks in your memory. And you know, if you can just kind of let it go and I wouldn't even suggest watching the whole thing. Cause I did watch the whole thing to prepare for this. And there's a lot of it you can cut out. So, you know, that whole movies and fast forward, we can certainly do it. With yes. This yes, for sure. So I think Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins, which he was big news at the time too. He was in blue lagoon. So he was mm-hmm. kind of the teen heartthrob of the time. And, uh, so that they do pretty good. Ted Hamilton, man. Ted Hamilton. Ted awesome. Hamilton yeah. as the pirate king. He's, he's, he's my reason number two. Well, my first reason at the first <laughs> movie, it is definitely the eighties going on. Yes. And uh, the first thing that I want you to look for, the reason to watch it, is the Stevie Wonder ripoff guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing there. He's got the dreads in his hair. He's got the sunglasses on. He's playing a guitar like Duncan McLeish. And, uh, and, he, and he's been, he's acting blind there at first. Right? <laughs> I know <And> it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, wow, how how weird is this? <laughs> so yeah, number one reason for me, I don't care if you watch the whole movie or not, Stevie Wonder ripoff guy. <laughs> yeah, Duncan McLeish guitar. You got me on that one. I, <laughs> and I, I'm just gonna say, you know, movies and fast forward. Watch the beginning. Just watch the beginning. It's it's hokey. She's, but you'll start to go, oh man, you know, here we are in the eighties, you know, the, the, uh, the, the buxom eighties heartthrob, you know, hard body girls all walking in unison in bikinis. And, uh, and and (laughs) Christy McNichol is the nerd from every eighties movie with the glasses that keep falling down her nose and she keeps pushing them back up. When the girls in the the bikinis are walking, they're playing yo ho ho, yo ho ho. I love uh, it. I love yeah. it. I mean, it, sure, you know, maybe you, you could pick this movie apart easily, but why? <laughs> you know going in that it's a pirate movie. You, you know what it is, so don't try and trick yourself. Right. And then, you know, Christopher Atkins asked Mabel to come on the boat, which is Christy McNichol. He, he's got a right. boat. We'll go sailing later, right? And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and he, he she, you maybe you should invite some of your friends. So all these girls get on the boat. And at this point, I stop because all the girls get on the boat. They're riding out. You got some crappy music playing. Well, I say crappy. It, it was uh, cool in the gang. <laughs> that was playing in the background. Oh. And uh, I said, man, this is a perfect Jaws 2 moment. Because if this bunch would have been killed by Jaws and make it a much better movie, lo and yeah. behold, did I find out later there's actually a Jaws ripoff scene in this movie. <laughs> right. So that shows you the mindset of this movie. So They weren't heading to the Olympics, though, so it wasn't Jaws 2. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and this is the farcical episode, right. right? I mean, we're really, if you don't go run out and watch a pirate movie, which or the pirate movie, you probably will. At least, like, watch the trailer. Sure. And then you'll go, I'm not going to spend an hour and a half of my life watching this thing. Right. Even if they tell me where to fast forward to. That's okay. Yeah, we applaud but, you. <laughs> but you know what? I did. And I don't regret a second of it. We're living out the dream here. <laughs> That's right. What dream, you may ask? Well, Christy McNichols' dream. Where she That's goes right. into pirate times. Because it's all a dream, y'all. Her in her jam box. It's the dream. 
Yeah, you know, like 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 Rick said, you know, she she gets kicked out by her friends and and she's back on the dock, but she notices some boat rentals. So she's next thing you see, like I don't know, they're out, they're out, like out on uh, the the water with with sunshine and happiness. Well, she's on some kind of a some kind of a sailboard. And, and there's just water like pelting her from all directions. <laughs> hey guys, I'm coming. <laughs> and of course it throws her over and she gets washed up on shore. And then you got the, you got the dreamy dream lines, right? You know, like, Oh, now all of a sudden we're in the pirate dream of Mabel, AKA Christy McNichol. Right. Possibly her best acting. Yeah. Yeah. I said possibly. Filming. <laughs> All right, so my next reason, and we've yes. already talked about this off air, but the Pirate King codpiece, man. Yes. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. I'm the Pirate King. <laughs> Look at my big thing. Oh, my God. Damn he me. sings a song, and, and this... And this co- this jewel encrusted codpiece, <laughs> I mean, just right there looking at you, man. Blackie Lawless from Wasp would be jealous <laughs> of this codpiece. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, were it's- you referring to this song? For I am a pirate king, and it is it is a glorious thing to be the pirate king. Oh. I am a pirate king. <laughs> And it is, it is, is that the song you're talking about? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and like, I like how you rolled his R there. The pirate king. Like, like he's really in character there, Ted I like, Hamilton. I like the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a ridiculous, like, like, like a note hold there. That it, it is is supposed to be ridiculous. The uh, whole thing is supposed to be ridiculous. No, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The only thing that isn't ridiculous is the cod piece. Damning. <laughs> but no, really, I mean, yeah, he does this song and then he, he stabs the sail and, and, and rides it down to the bottom, talks to the wench that's on the ship and says, sew that up. It's just, it's terrible. It's just so terrible. Uh, I love it. So and that, uh, to go along with that, this is the nicest, cleanest Bunch of pirates I've ever seen. <laughs> They're real polite. Uh, they they shave. They you know stay clean. <laughs> they take uh, commands from this 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 fruitcake of a pirate king. I mean, <laughs> who, who I love. I mean, I, he's so over the top too. Right. And he chews up the scenery. All of his oh oh. There's a part where he's he's dueling with with a uh, Christian oh. McNichol because she she brings up a sword to fight him and he gra- he keeps grabbing his codpiece and making squeaky dog noises <laughs> oh man i have a feeling people out there are going to watch this just so they can they can see these things because you have to see them right right which brings up the next reason i have which is yes sexual innuendos everywhere this Go whole movie more. is one big gutter joke man it really is it totally is i mean Everything about it is some sort of sexual innuendo. You expect Groucho Marx to jump out from the side and go, mm, "What a relief that is!" You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's everywhere. 
you know, he's he's looking at the girls through the telescope and it <laughs> gets a little out. longer as, he, as he's looking through it it's yeah absolutely and then it's, the clubs that the policemen have their 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 fighting clubs droop you know you've got i mean listen to these songs all right another thing i've got songs songs and more songs now most of you that listen to helming know that i do not like musicals this one kind of slipped through, I guess, because of the age group that I just grew up watching this movie. And it had some references that you were kind of keen on at the time. We'll talk about those after a while. And but I made these, you watch it, you know. These, these songs, man. <laughs> so you got uh, We Are the Pirates. Okay. I can handle that. The next song, Pumpin' and Blowin'. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, that, that song has been stuck in my head ever since 1982. Right. I think of it all the time. <laughs> Keep bumping. Blowing. I, I think it all the time. I used to brush my teeth to the Modern Major General song. <laughs> like the, you know, as I was, I was, I was, you know, I mean, like, it just, it's stuck in my head, this whole movie. So, but just listen to these titles. Come friends who plow the sea. <laughs> Pirates, police, and pizza. The sisters' song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are pirates. Yeah, we know what you're getting at. The Chinese battle. And uh, like we said, pumping and blowing. Yeah, nothing going on there. Pumping and blowing. You guys, if you watch anything from this movie, you know, watch a minute of the Pirate King just to just to take him in, and then watch pumping and blowing. Oh my God, watch it, please, (laughs) please. I don't have that loud enough. I like her Michael Jackson. <laughs> do you think they really got Christy McNichol to do that? Yeah, that's her voice. Yeah, that's that's a, that's incredible. <laughs> and there's there's an animated fish sequence. Oh man, it's awesome. And you get some really bad animation going on. And you know, like, and, and and the guy at the bottom of the ocean, looking at the the, the cartoon fish, is so amused by them. He's all smiling. Oh look! <laughs> it's fantastic. I I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> you want to pause? So we can we can pause and go watch it. Come back, dude. I wish I had time. Oh man. This is what you're missing, folks. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Ironically, on the Razzies, that song got nominated as the worst original song. <laughs> and it won. <laughs> you know what? I love this movie. And I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. And you may disagree with me, but I, I, can't, I can't not love it. That well, song... It makes me happy to my core. All right. <laughs> right now, I'm happy to my core. All right. That's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like we said earlier, rip-off scenes. This Keep thing's bumping. full of them, man. You got a Jaws kind of thing. Remember he said earlier about the telescope? Danny was talking about the telescope, and it, <laughs> it extended out. Yeah. Dude, it's 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 uh, Christopher Atkins. He jumps out of the boat, starts swimming up because he sees some girls on the beach, and here's something floating in the water, and you get some Jaws music. I was like, oh, man, come on. 
when I was a kid, it was probably pretty cool. Now I'm just like, oh, they just didn't try very hard. And there's no, they, also they weren't trying. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's also a lightsaber scene where <laughs> where the yeah. pirate king and he are, are fighting, and all of a sudden he hears out, "Use the force." <laughs> Use the force, Frederick. <laughs> and he looks over, and his sword is glowing on the ground. And he like raises his hand to it, and it, it flies over to him, just like Luke Skywalker. I don't oh know. man! And <laughs> he does. And I remember that as a kid too, because I, I don't. You know, it's kind of like that last scene of Spaceballs, where they're all like running to get out of right. Mega Maid. Um, it's the same kind of madcap zaniness. And they try and do that in this one, but it just goes on too long. I think if you if they had stopped the movie sooner, it might have even been better because there is a point where it starts to get tedious. Right. <laughs> it's 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 just got so much stuff. There's no way we'll capture them all in here. It's just it's got some ridiculous stuff in there. So Okay, uh, and another reason I've got to watch the movie is is skimpy bathing suits. Oh yeah. On men. <laughs> because they're not skimpy bathing suits on women, right? It's uh, you got the Blue Lagoon action with the uh, the old loincloth there, and right. uh, it's a reason to watch it. I'm not going to say it's titillating to every man, woman, and child, but it's a uh, <laughs> it's a reason to watch it. Just to say, I saw that. Here, here's something I didn't understand. I didn't understand Chris Atkins stayed with the pirates so long because I know this is all a dream sequence thing, anyways. Sure. So he leaves. Decides yeah. he's going to steal the treasure. In order to yeah. do that, he has to go back, and Christy McNichol gets dude take his shirt off and do all this stuff so he can draw the map that's tattooed on the Pirate King's back. If Christopher Atkins was on the boat all these years and was raised by the Pirate King, wouldn't he already know what's on that map? Well, you know, they do attempt to explain that. You know, they... He says, but he never takes his shirt off. Ah. And and Christy May Nichols says, I can get him to take his shirt off. Well, there you go and, then. You know, she could probably get me to take my okay. shirt off. I missed that. It's, I missed it. He he does say that. And like, but I mean it's it's flat, you know, it's just, oh well, you know, nobody's seen it because he never well, I mean, he had to take it off to get it tattooed there. There was an original there somewhere, but yeah, it it's let's not think about it. <laughs> And here's my favorite favorite uh, racial thing that's done in the movie when they're kicking Christopher Atkins off the boat, and <laughs> the guy that was Stephen Wonder earlier says, "Hang five, honky." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember him calling him a honky. I remember what he said before that. That's awesome. Hang five, honky. <laughs> I remember we were working someplace one time, and I asked a guy. If if it was okay for him to call me a honky, I I didn't really know if it was a derogatory term or what, and he just looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> oh well, if Stevie Wonder can say it, Stevie Wonder the pirate, anybody can, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings up another favorite pirate of mine. We kind of tagged into this one a while ago, the peg leg pirate scene when they're when they're escaping off of the boat and they're all <laughs> drunk, and he's one that's got the bird on his shoulder. Oh man, and yeah, I don't even that that I don't even know what's going on in that scene. Like he tied some rope around everybody, and right, all and the pirates they are passed shoot, out. And he goes they shoot and at him, off. and when they shoot at him, the, the boat sinks. Boat sinks. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. But during the whole time, to, this guy yeah. that's got the peg leg jumps up. He's got the patch on the wrong eye, so he moves the patch over, and then he just <laughs> right. shoots the cannons. Then he starts dancing. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what it needed? What's that? It needed some animated fish to come in. Well, yeah. And maybe a song, kind of like a... Uh... I don't know. You know what? That makes me happy in my core, hey, too. It really, man. Story. <laughs> I can see why it won the Razzies, but man, it, it's still just, it, it, it takes me back. Sure. And that's really it, what this is, man. It's, it's us going back and revisiting eight? something that just captured our attention as a kid. Oh, man. It was, and it was so much fun. And like, I'm sure all the, the sexual innuendos did not go yeah, over my head. Right over your head. Yeah. They, no, they didn't. I know oh. that I remember them all like too. That was a reason to watch it. Ah. Yeah. I, Sorry, I, I, I didn't get it I at the a, time. So I was always that kind of kid. You're um, a little pervert. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and Christy McNichol, man. <laughs> she had been in at least three movies where she had like, you know, premarital sex as a teenager and had to. You know, they, there were there were problems with that. There were tons of movies like that with her in it. Well, probably because she was like twenty eight when they shot this movie. <laughs> she's, she's one of those pretty good. She comes from that group still of seventies kids that never aged. Her and Scott Bayo. I mean, they all still look. Willie Ames <laughs> still looks young. So she still look. She still looks good too. I you know when I was looking up her IMDb for this and just kind of looking her up, she still looks really good for her age right yeah so more power to them man yeah All right. and it, christy if you want to be on the show you can you can sing that song i'll sing along with you come on on <laughs> helming power hour plus that, christy mcnichol that's right that would be that would be awesome the helming mcnichol hour yeah we can get peter mcnichol sure Whole bunch Nickelback. of nickels. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> They're probably not doing anything right now. <laughs> you already got them. Helming. That's awesome. <laughs> Kids, what do you think about Nickelback? Yeah, that's kind of how we feel, too. <laughs> All right. What other reasons you got, Danny? Man, well, we're getting close to the end, actually. Um, you know, I. Uh, the movie's just kind of a whirlwind. It it it, it pulls you in and then it spits you back out. <laughs> There's a long se- sequence in the middle there after the keep pumping thing where they get the treasure and then the pirates come to get the treasure and everybody decides to sing on their way to get the treasure and then a bunch <laughs> of cops show up and they're doing like some constable dance that yeah. takes way too long. To Yeah, to and then and then they all kind of meet in a in a in a zany siege on the guy's house and it's like keystone cops kind of thing yeah and you get the rip off uh, inspector Clouseau guy on the bicycle yeah and i th- i think he might yeah the the next thing i've got you know just skip all that when you see if you see a bunch of constables on patrol you know just just skip that yeah go on to where the, they're fighting in the thing and and uh and the guy wheels out a cart of pies and they say, oh, no, not a pie fight. And he goes, oh, pizza. And it's really badly overdubbed, like right. Italian, like, hey, a pizza. And he starts throwing pizzas <laughs> at people. And then you can watch that for a second, and then that's about as good as that gets. And you can. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's the next thing. The pizza fight. Pizza fight. Yeah. I, I was going to say just the actual sword fight between uh, 
uh, Frederick and, and the Pirate King, that whole thing where it turns into like a Benny Hill show there for a little bit because it's all in fast forward. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's fun. It, and they do the magic casket trick. You know, he lays in the casket and he shoves the swords through and opens <laughs> it and he's not in it. And, and he, yeah. he releases the dove. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fight on the chandeliers and then he uses the force and and know. again you got the pirate king in there and he is a hoot every oh, yeah. time he's on he's there, great hey oh, i just wanted to kill you he's he's great and like he's so much fun to be around i, I want to invite him to my next party another thing too is christy mcnichol is like bob hope in this movie she's always breaking the fourth wall yeah <laughs> talking directly to the audience uh, and I said, breaks the fourth wall way before Deadpool did. <laughs> yep, yep, it's true. And, you know, it, and it, again, it, it points to the fact that she knew that they weren't going to fire her no matter what she did. Yeah, she was the draw. She, yeah. she played her part, and then while she wasn't, you know, in a scene where she had to do something, she was just silly. Right. All right, what else you got? Um. Well, I've got the songs in the fourth wall, actually, was my next thing awesome. on my list. We're right on the uh, same page. I've got fight craziness, but I was more talking about the pizza. I, but oh, I agree, yeah. the, the fight between Frederick and the Pirate King is is lots of fun. And uh, you know, well, the, if we can mention the cod piece one more time, I think I'm good. <laughs> well, you got to remember too that the big fight at the end where everybody's fighting, and you got the pizza fight going on. But then you yeah. also got you know the Pirate King's over lifting weights, and I mean, it's just yeah, it's yeah. Just and every so time he weird. drops the barbell, it hits some guy in the right. head. And, it's just weird, yeah. and wacky, stupid stuff. But like I said a, a 10 or 11 year old would think this is great you know so uh, agreed and and you know like if we if we mention the the and and i want to say it's got a big bollywood ending you know where everybody does a big dance number at the wedding where they all get married because you know uh christy mcnichol mabel has realized that this is her dream so she just stops it all and pairs them up and says we're all going to have a big wedding and that scene goes on way too long right and then she wakes up, and uh, her her guy's waking her up, and uh, and he's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's have that date." That's right, and it, and it's over. <laughs> you know, but, there's no need for more depth than that. Well, and again, with hanging with the the sexual innuendo stuff, the last song, which is called "Happy Ending," and uh, <laughs> that might not have been a thing in '82. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Every time. Every time. Yeah. For 25 bucks. Every time. Everything will work out. But you got meatloaf right. there. Everything will work out right. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Christopher Atkins, Christy McNichol, Ted Hamilton, Meatloaf, fake Stevie Wonder, fake Inspector Clouseau. What else you want, people? Yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> got Jaws. Um, um, gold Cougarand. You had uh, International Intrigue. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Hold on there, spinach chin. You wanted the treasure, and I got it. You want the book, and now I want back, like in the deal. 
<laughs> All right. What do you say? Rating time? I think it's rating time. All right. You can go ahead. <laughs> I give it to 72 uh, cod pieces. No. I, I, see, I didn't want to steal it from you. Ah. No, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 13 singing, dancing, animated fish. Man, what a Keep singing. Pumping. Blowing. I, see, Whoop. I just wish I could do that. Point. Like that? Yeah, that one, yeah. Keep pumping. Blowing. Yeah. Keep pumping. Blowing. It may not be my favorite movie, but it makes me happy. <laughs> and I will fight anyone who says that it's not worth watching because they're wrong. Speaking of which... Brian Blessed, what do you think of the pirate movie? Give me the remote control. Oh. oh. Maybe he was more into Popeye. Ooh, Popeye. We're not going to do that one, are we? I don't know. We might. We might. We did the pirate movie. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, How folks. can you inherit a pipe? <laughs> we'll be right back. From Master Director Lucio Fulci comes an adventure on the high sea like you've never seen before. Catch your breath and see how long you can last. When you witness Pirates, Pirates of Madness Pants. It's murder. It's music. It's maniacal. It's Lucio Fulci's musical masterpiece. Don't miss the greatest movie ever made. Hey there, you. Are y'all muscles like a wet noodle? Is there too much barrel over your cud piece? Well, good news. The Pirate King is here to help. With a Pirate King workout. That's right. Join us on the high seas and soon you'll be ready to shiver her timbers or swab her decks. That's right. The bilge and the poop there for you, my friend. Let's start now. Thrust, squat, thrust, squat, 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 squat. Punch, 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 punch. Field burn, yes. Squat, 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 squat. Lift, lift, jump, jump. Very good. You in the back. Work harder. Yes. Squat. Squat. Punch. Punch. Run. Run. Run in place. 
will be strong like the Pirate King. He will do 102 push-ups a day. Push-up, down, up, down, squat, 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 squat. Yes, yes. Lunge, lunge like you're going to thrust that sword into an enemy. Squat, squat, squat. Alright everybody, welcome back. So this movie, we're talking about the farcicle here. If you guys remember, and if you don't remember, we actually did a uh, a poll on our Facebook page. Started off kind of innocent, you know, uh, what sequel to your movie do you wish was never made? Then it turned into, what movie never had a sequel do you wish had a sequel? And then it turned into... Let's vote on the best sequel that was never created. And uh, the winner of that poll, whatever got the most votes, we were going to do a review on. So here we are doing a review for the winner of the Hell Ming Power Hour Facebook page poll. And that movie is Princess Bride 2, As You Wish 2. That's the name of it. As a, you know, ending a sentence with a preposition is a great way to start the whole right. thing there. It's, right. And yeah. it was, it was, it was right on the heels following it was actually Ninja Three Part Two, a Robra Slice. <laughs> I voted for that one. I did too. That's what I voted yeah. for. We may cover it down the road. So, but you know, Ninja Three is in itself a sequel to itself. Right. So, you know, it might not have needed one. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, Princess Bride Two, as you wish. Two. Yeah, Princess Bride 2, uh, you know, what can I say about this movie? It 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 broke ground. It broke wind. It did all <laughs> kinds of stuff that you shouldn't break. And it broke that fourth wall. It broke first wall through the third wall. Yeah. I mean, it, it did it all kinds of... It knocked down that farking wall. It knocked down that farking wall. And it knocked down that farking wall. Farking war. <laughs> no, it did all that stuff. And, and you know, the great thing about it is is that... It's entirely up to us. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's it's our take on what happens in this movie. So, we're going to launch right into it. And I'm going to say that I had the, just like in the last episode, uh, Rick managed to find a uh, celebrity to do a synopsis for him. Well, I, I also uh, did a, a short interview with a celebrity that all of you probably know quite well. Uh, I did an interview with Chewbacca about Princess Bride 2, and uh, let's segue into that right now. First of all, welcome Chewbacca, and thanks for being on the Hail Ming Power Hour. <laughs> oh, you're a funny guy. So what do you think of uh, Princess Bride Part 2? Strong words. That's exciting, though. Oh, yeah, I like that part. I didn't realize it was your favorite part. Well, I know now, buddy. What else did you like about it? Well, I liked her, too. I'm going to mention her in my thanks. Oh, 
Wow, what more is there to say? I couldn't agree more. Spot on. Thanks for being here, Chewy. That was nice. Yeah, I, I I think that he didn't leave much to be said about this movie, but I guess we'll have to. He pretty much covered everything that we were going to talk about, so I I don't know. I, I don't know. We just got to carry on. Right. Wow. That was very in-depth. Good interview, man. Thanks, Chewy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's a delight to work with. He got a little mad there in the middle, but, well, you know, Wookiees. <laughs> okay, so like Chewbacca said, Princess Bride two, one of the greatest movies ever created. So, Danny, why do we watch Princess Bride two? Well, you know, it's a small part; it's a bit part. But I have to say that the the daughter of the albino from the first movie, right. uh, when she shows up, you know, I, I don't know if it's the same wheelbarrow or if it's just the same shtick. Um, she's great. I mean, her comedy is spot on. Right. And about the same size as, as her father too. So, you know, well, yeah, well, it might be genetic. <laughs> That's why they're wearing that, that sackcloth robe because it, uh, it, it, it hides, right. it hides so much. Right. Kind of had the same cold sores and everything, you know, it, it's, uh, or moles, yeah, you know, whatever those were. That's the reason why she was not the love interest. That's for sure. Right. Right. Yep. So for Could me. I, I was going to say, sorry. No, go ahead, please. Uh, For me, it it comes down to the soundtrack. You know, the original, you had just more kind of background stuff, but they really went out of their way to build a great soundtrack. And a lot of you remember this one. It's really, really good. I'm not going to get into all of them, but you'll hear me bring up a song or two as we go along with this. Let's just say they did contact Randy Newman for one. So uh, it's kind of a star-studded album. Uh, yeah, I think the, the name of the album was Songs That Make the Heart Open. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> Give me a happy ending <laughs> every time. Yeah, I mean, but I'll agree. I mean, the, the soundtrack really set the stage for so many of the dramatic points in the in the film and, and so much humor. I, I love it. Well, I mean, you know, they kind of took the idea from the pirate movie and said, you know, we, we need to have a little, you know, something like Casey and the sunshine band or, you know, uh, cool in the gang or yeah, they were plumbing the depths of 1982 comical musicals. <laughs> and said, let's, uh, let's, get, let's take a, a note out of their book. <laughs> let's film it in Australia. Get Tito Jackson on the phone. Let's go. <laughs> Tito Jackson. Number one, super guy. <laughs> Filming. <laughs> All right, what you got, man? All right, well, so this is this is usually a this is usually a killer for me. Yeah, you know, when a movie has one of these, but in this one, it somehow worked. A skyship, you know, like oh, yeah. a, like a boat. It was that's fantastic. Being carried by uh, a, a big um, lofted balloon. I mean, I seldom see it done well, and I usually it usually kills a movie for me, but. It worked. You know, right. In that time that they had to to camouflage it using clouds from a from a smoke making machine in the basket, you know, there. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, it, was, well, it was a great like. Let's get away from Pirate Roberts and you know. They they found that on the set 
of uh, when Terry Gilliam was doing Baron Munchausen. They said, hey, you know, I think we can kind of get another shot out of this boat. We can use it. You know, we've done, they were going to use the boat that was on the guy's head in Time Bandits, but they thought, eh, people recognize it. So they used the Baron Munchausen ship and just made it able to be a skyship. Right, right, and and of course, you know, in the scene where where Buttercup, Wesley, and and their intrepid, you know, band of adventurers are in the the, the ship being held by the balloon. Well, they, you know, they've they've got to, like I said, they've got to hide it, so they make a cloud out of this this mist that they're able to kind of pump hot air into. And uh, man, I mean, that I was afraid they were going to get caught. <laughs> it sets it up several times where you get some of the so the cliffhanger action going on where man they just about bite bite the dust every time so which brings up a good point for or, or one that's on my list is uh the the interaction of a new character sausage legs McGee and his spruced up jolly men because they're they kind of take over the the part of the bad guy from the first movie they're the sausage uh, <laughs> legs McGee spruced up. <laughs> Jolly man, spruced up jolly man. Man, I didn't realize that they had a name. I thought it was just him and his his guys. But well, the spruced up jolly man they they reference it in in the book when it when it came out. You know, they talked about the book. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, sausage legs. He's he's got a bone to pick with with Wesley, and and uh, so uh, you know what it ends up is Buttercup is his sister, and uh, he comes Uh after. So he's he's you know he apparently they were married at a young age he married his sister and uh, she was taken away and he's he's trying to reclaim that right because you know they're not from Florin or Gilder they're from Kentucky <laughs> so you know sausage legs rides across on his donkey so so you hear a lot of that in the movie yeah you do. <laughs> so uh, every time you hear that they go here comes sausage legs we better go. all right so the next the next scene i've got is you know teaching buttercup to to sword fight oh yeah they know that she's not going to always have people to protect her so there's a scene you know it's kind of comical we're indigo and uh and wesley uh train buttercup to sword fight and of course she schools them both you know right it's a lot like the duel in the first one it ranges far and wide up and down hither and yon back and forth and uh, and what should happen? But to Buttercup, and fro, to and fro, <laughs> got some hats now. <laughs> and uh, they they have you know it 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 equals it rivals it might even exceed the fight scene from the first one, which oh, is one of the best duels yeah. I think I had ever seen before this one. Till this one, I mean she's she's got it going on, and uh, yeah, it's it's got some great athletics abilities going on in this man a lot of training i heard they train for 15 years just to get just to get it right <laughs> if they cut some corners 14 you know, and 14 and a half yeah carrie elwes um had to train for this and then right on the right on the edge of this i think he got called to be in saw and uh he said look I, you guys gotta wait because I've got this movie I'm doing. I'm and still it's training, man. <laughs> I'm still training for Princess Bride 2. <laughs> All right. My next one is, uh, of course, they, you know, we we lost Andre the Giant. So they, they still wanted to keep him in the movie because, you know, he's he's still a big part of the original. So they had to want to keep that familiarity going on. So they, they actually they didn't bring anybody else in. They just did a CGI. And this is, you know, this is 
early days of CGI. So yeah, his, his mouth kind of didn't move quite right. right. It kind of looked, kind of looked like know. the thing from the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. But, uh, but the good thing was that, you know, his, his voice was kind of incomprehensible to begin with. Right. So... You know, they didn't have to find too many sound bites. You know, they just kind of, oh, yeah, Fezzik, that's real funny. Yep, so they CGI'd Fezzik, and it was the team that did the the effects for for the Lawnmower Man. So if you can visualize those those effects in the Lawnmower Man, that's kind of what he looked like. He was a little shiny. The Lawnmower uh, Man is in your mind. So, uh, but that's the reason to check it out because it was groundbreaking. It hadn't been done before. You, you know, you had Death Becomes Her, and that was the starting point. But, you know, right. come on. Well, and, and you know, he, he got to reprise that line I think I jogged him too hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, but you'll have to see it to know the, the context of that joke. Right. I'll tell you right now, it's the funniest joke ever, ever uttered by anyone, ever. Yeah. By, by CGI Andre the Giant. There's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, the the Hail Ming soundbite has been disabled for this episode because it would be broken by now. <laughs> yeah, I think okay, my, I think I'm going to put a warning at the beginning. And say warning: this show is a one is one long complete Hail Ming. Yes. Okay, I'll do that. Hey, that was in. good. That was good. You sounded just like him. Hail Ming. Nice. <laughs> Got Brian Blessed in the house. All right, so. <laughs> My my other my next reason is uh, Gregory Gregory Hines as the dancing apothecary. <laughs> they, they they end up needing you know yet again they need a Miracle Max, but uh, you know Billy Crystal uh, was Miracle Max in the first one. This time they decided to go a different direction, and Gregory Hines, you know, shanties on in. You know he he uh, he he does a little soft shoe, and uh, while he's he's giving them some medicine to, you know. Fix what ails them because they're they're a long way from home. They need some help, right? And you know he's he's not cheap though. He he needs money to be compensated for what he does. And uh, fortunately, they they have enough treasure to pay him off because he's worth every penny. And one of the most quotable lines in the movie, he says, "To come on, soft shoe, don't fail me now." <laughs> That's when he's trying to get away from the CGI Andre the Giant, yeah. you know, who who's swinging at him. Whoa. You Which move you, so fast. You move so if, quick. If you watch the the behind the scenes of the stuff and just see how difficult it was for them to put that scene together, you, I think you have a new appreciation for this movie. And Gregory Hines. I, I had a pretty high appreciation of him to begin with. But, right. man, I mean, after seeing this, I realized that uh, History of the World Part 1 was just the beginning. <laughs> and White Knights wasn't quite the end. Right. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank I, goodness. For, for me... The scene, because well, we, uh, you know, I've already shown my love for the CGI physic, but uh, the the magical antelopes, man, one of my favorite scenes, the man- magical antelopes. Magical there's scene, antelopes. <laughs> there's a scene where he, where Andre's or Fezzik's being surrounded by the rats that came out of the forest, right? The great big rats, they're coming up to him. R-U-S's. Right. And he can't yeah. he can't fight them all off because his hands he's had his hands bitten off, so he's trying to fight them and he can't. And then all of a sudden he just does this this sound, and all of a sudden out of nowhere it comes just this herd of magic antelopes and they come and they just start spurring all these all the rats and taking them off. It's it's unbelievable. I mean it's you know they made up with the CGI of that but these magical antelopes man are, and we've seen them ripped off time and time again man when you watch lord of the rings and all that stuff they took the antelopes from this show man 
<laughs> I got his, I got his <laughs> head shoot off by the RUSs. Man, that's right. That's rough. Yeah, I mean, it was a little more graphic than the original, yeah. but you know, there were well, the, you know, the director the, took it a different direction, man. The director he had a vision, and and he said that he wasn't afraid to upset some people with it. <laughs> Double vision, <laughs> fatal vision, <laughs> one vision, Univision. Okay, the, the vision in in the Avengers, <laughs> the, the vision, the vision, television. <laughs> All right, next one for me. And if you haven't seen it, you you figure this out. But it's, it's it was a big change for the movie. But Humperdinck can now time travel. So from the first movie, when he left, he decided he found out a way to time travel. He built this machine, and when he cranks it up, man, it it sounds really cool. It sounds like this. So <laughs> he goes back in time and decides to create a group of henchmen that's going to help him get butter kept back for himself. Is, is, yeah, well, I mean, as if there weren't enough villains in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you got Humperdinck coming back in time, which isn't really necessary because he wasn't killed in the first one or anything. I mean, he could have just been regular time. <laughs> But, but also, you know, you got Sausage Legs McGee and, and his Merry Jollyman. Um, spruced up Jollyman. You got his spruced up Jollyman. And then uh, and then you've got Michael Ironside oh, yes. as the original Dread Pirate Roberts. You can't forget Iron, Michael Ironside, man. I you mean, can't handle the Ironside. The Ironside. <laughs> Old Ironsides, as he's called by his friends. But... Yeah, uh, Michael Ironside's coming in as as uh, a the, the original Pirate Roberts. Pirate Roberts. He's right. not happy with what Wesley's done with it. Well, no, and uh, and he's out for revenge. And I, I will say before we go any further about that, talking about the soundtrack, Oingo Boingo does his theme song. Oh man! So uh, does it sound it, like the time machine? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I love it so much. So Humperdinck time travels in that machine, and he puts a team together. And this is the start of a whole different movie that came out. It's kind of a prequel kind of deal, but the Eliminators. He went and put the Eliminators together. Oh, he pulled the mercenary. Oh no! And the Manborg, oh, or the no. Mandroid, then the Ninja and the Scientist, and he also. Jumped another movie and grabbed the blind guy from Men in Tights, yeah, and put the team together. So you've got the Eliminators running around with Humperdinck, kicking some butt, kicking some butt. And I mean, there's not only that much, there's only so much butt to kick. You know, when you've only got <laughs> butter kick, butter butter kick, <laughs> you only have Buttercup and Wesley and Indigo and and uh, a CGI, you know, a Fezzik with no hands. Right. So you know. There's only so much they can do, and they managed to do it all. Yeah, it's it's again the movie is just unbelievable. And another thing, another uh, celebrity of our time that got pulled in that we kind of overlooked, but I think it's an important role. But Corey Feldman plays the young Wesley in the flashbacks. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean no, no doubt 
He certainly did. And, right? Because and, he, he remembers back why his parents were killed, right? That's how he became a farm boy. But uh, his parents were killed by some guy. So Corey Feldman shaved he the shaves sad his, thing about this. He is, shaves is, his is, head and hides and like kills him with a machete. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the, the sad thing about this whole Corey Feldman as the Wesley in the past thing is is that it wasn't made before the first Princess Bride, and Corey Feldman was not young, so right. he was trying to play a young Wesley, but he really was about the same age right. as Carrie Elwes. There, yeah. it's it's a little embarrassing. And I don't think that Corey Feldman has ever done anything embarrassing before. <laughs> Hell, me. one, sorry. But uh, yeah, man. So Gotta Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, man, Corey Feldman, again, not one of his greatest moments, but the fact of going back and explaining the, the youth of Wesley, I think it really adds to the story. It adds to the story. <laughs> so, I mean, I, we got to talk about the finale, too. I mean, sure. they, even though they're in a skyship that goes above the ocean and they're being pursued by a pirate, you know, they, they somehow all end up in a great big battle on the seas and uh, there's a there's a great big maelstrom that's dredged up, and this maelstrom is sucking them <laughs> down to the to the bottom of the ocean. Right. Well, you'll just have to see it to know yep. how it ends. But I mean, it's incredible as they go it's fighting on the sky ship, going around, but it's actually in the water at the time. Right, right. The, it's taking on water. They're having to bail it out. You know, Fezzik's got coming. buckets for hands. Right. And, I mean, he's, and he's bailing the water. They're just throwing down, man, just trying to survive and kill the bad guys at the same time. You got sauces, you got legs, the eliminators. You know, you the mandroid the... is, is short circuiting because he's covered in water. Right. But he's so, a bad guy, so it's okay. And Sasha's legs like rips one of his legs off and he's beating another guy to death with it. And you know, they know Sasha's legs is there because he's riding his donkey. Right. Right. That's right. <laughs> Here comes Sasha's legs. <laughs> Stop shoot! Don't fail me now. <laughs> and and Gregory Hines comes along with them because he decides that their quest is worth, you know, is worth joining. And he's there. You know, he's popping pills to make him powerful, and <laughs> and he's 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 dancing on the prow of the ship. I mean, you've never seen anything like it, nor will you ever see anything like Absolutely. it. Absolutely, there's ever. not another movie like it. So, There's no movie like it. They decided not to make a part three because they they couldn't top it. They just they just knew there was no way to top it. They tried. They got they got you know three quarters of the way done. Millions of dollars dumped into this project, and then they said, "Forget it. We can never beat part two. Right. And long story short, at the end, Buttercup's knocked up. Inigo marries uh, the Seven Toed Maiden. The Seven Toed Maiden, which which ties into his subplot, where he finds the person who killed his mother. Right. And you know he. Of course, you know, being a Spaniard, he's got the revenge thing. He he fights his way to the person who kills his mother, and it's another woman, and he, he doesn't know how he feels about this kind of a duel. But having fought Buttercup, he has a respect for the woman fighter. And, I mean, the the duel that they have at the end is incredible. Right. And he, and he kills her. And he kills her, and then, then, he, then he marries the seven-toed maiden. The seven-toed maiden. Yep. Man, what a movie. I, I highly recommend it. you got to check it out. Uh, it's the greatest thing since Citizen Kane. Can we even rate this thing? Can, can we even rate it? I don't know why not. Whew. 
Okay. All right. I give it 27 Charles Grodens. Well, I'm going to have to give it uh, 15 Fezzik hands in the belly of the giant rodents. <laughs> sure. Because he had 15 hands to eat. And uh, Brian Blessed, what do you think of The Incredible Princess Bride 2, As You Wish 2? What is this? Madness! Ooh. Oh, I... I think he's gone to something there. Well, I, well, I think he's upset because he wasn't asked to be in the movie. Wasn't he not? No. 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 I mean, there was he was wanting to, but they, they picked over him. They got Charles Grodin instead. That's kind of what happened there. Well, he's starring everybody and me. You know, he had just come <laughs> off that whole uh, uh, great Muppet caper kick. Right. Right, and, and that's, know, Charles that's what Grodin got him was the hot deal at that yeah, point. That's you what know? got him the role was the the Great it, Muppet Caper. That's, somewhere that's... between the Great Muppet Caper and Beethoven is is Charles Grodin in Princess and, Bride too, and his role in the the seventy six King Kong movie too. You know, and and his late night talk show, right? And Nowhere to Run, and uh, Raising Kane, and Smoking the Bandit Three, and the Evil Dread trilogy. Evil Dread, Evil Dread, trilogy. Evil Dread Pirate Roberts trilogy. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Man, I mean, I could go on for days about this, but I had to, to distill it down to the most important things. And those are my top points. All right. Awesome. Well, folks, you need to find it and check it out. We'll be right back after this. Hello, loyal subjects of Ming. We have a special treat for you today. On top of our exclusive review of Princess Bride 2, we also have an interview with the director of the film. So just sit back, open your fiddle-faddle or your screaming yellow zonkers, and enjoy this conversation with this master of cinema, Ronaldo P. Entwistle. Hello, Ronaldo. You're a hard man to reach. I'm very interested to hear what juicy tidbits you have about your controversial masterpiece, Princess Bride 2. You got any food in here? I'm starving. Uh, I can get you some Triscuits. The Hail Ming catering budget is slim to none. That'll do. Anyway, is it true that there was outrage about the release of this movie? Boycotts? Riots in Delaware? Well, not everybody shared my vision of the story. Piss on them. That's one way to take it. I mean, there were some pretty rough scenes. The massacre of the shepherds, and the casting of Dan Severin as Physic's brother, and making him a nympho werewolf? Pretty brutal stuff. We decided people had enough of that lovey-dovey Peter Falk father revenge pirate Robert stuff. They wanted some real meat to chew on this time. Know what I'm saying? Not even remotely. Look, I don't gotta take this crap. I'm a big-time director. I got a project that works right now. I doubt that. But just for the hell of it, what project? Titanic 2. This time, it's personal. I think that's all the time we have. Gonna be great. We got Larry Fishburne coming in as the captain. And we're out. It's time to revisit the soundtrack that started it all. Rekindle your love affair with The Princess Bride 2, As You Wish 2. Featuring the Olivia Newton-John hit, Let's Get Physical. Let's get physical. You can also
also enjoy the Jermaine Stewart hit, You Don't Have to Take Your Mask Off. Sometimes it's so good you just want to hear it twice. Remember Christy McNichol? Man, they just don't rat them like that anymore. But wait, there's more. What about Corey Feldman? How can it get any better? How about some Daryl D.B. Cooper? Let's go for it. Buy your copy today. All righty, everybody. Hope you had a good time. I know we did, man. This is this is great. It was just a big farce, and I hope you recognize that. So, and so glad you guys hung out with us. We enjoyed it. It's true, and and I wanted to say that even though it's a farcical episode, and and maybe one of these movies didn't exist, maybe it did. Um, we we also really did enjoy revisiting the pirate movie as, as silly and stupid as it was. I mean, it was every bit as fun to watch as it was to talk about. And, uh, we hope that you can sit here and enjoy it with us. Uh, we know that this particular episode was, was something that was a brainchild of our Facebook page and the poll that came about it. And, we had a great time putting it together. So if you want to do stuff like that in the future, if you have an interest in us, generating more content for you that maybe is something that you don't want to think about, but you just want to hear about, then we're glad to do it. Right. You know, come up with more suggestions for us and we'll do more farcical episodes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us know what you think on the Facebook page or emails or whatever, and just say, Hey, I really enjoyed this episode. If you guys like it enough, 
We'll do more polls. We'll do more fake movies. We'll create crazier shows. Maybe a farcical part two or something like that. So, uh, I don't know, man. This was, this was a lot of fun. And uh, if you're new listening to the show, this is not the show to start with. Because <laughs> this is an odd one. But, or maybe uh, it is. Or maybe if, it is. You know, Maybe it is. The, the point is, is it entertaining? And if you find it entertaining, great. Yep. If you don't like the, the fact that you know we're being super silly, go back to our other episodes. But I don't think you'll find that the fun factor is any less. Because we always try to have fun with the movie. Because what's the point if we don't have fun? Right. And also, I, I wanted to say, we've, we've got some news. Um, I've noticed on our iTunes, you know, we were at like six subscribers there for a while or six people that give us a rating or whatever. And we jumped up to seven. So I just want to say thanks for the effort. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate that because that's what keeps us on the ground level is when nobody supports us on iTunes. <laughs> we jumped up to seven. And seven on my keyboard is this. <laughs> I know for a fact that I, I'm not a subscriber on iTunes because I don't have any Apple supported devices. And so I, I stream stuff or I listen to it on different apps. Yeah, that doesn't um, matter. So that's, well, that's the holdback. You can use iTunes and download the stuff and put it on your any kind of phone. That's what I do. I don't have an iPhone. Well, maybe, maybe it's just a, a residual hatred of the Apple corporate. Well, you know, some people don't like it. I get it. But uh, and, you know, I really don't have that, though. I mean, embrace I don't, the Apple. I don't do the <laughs> iTunes things just because I, I don't. That's not my uh, my vanguard of, of electronic devices. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, you know, like Rick just told me I can get iTunes. Maybe I'll give it a try and see if it's smoother than my other apps. You know, we have lots of ways to reach you. So you can look us up on YouTube. You can look us up on Legion podcasts. You can look us up on. Are we still on Podbean? Yes. Yeah, so we still got Podbean. You know, I, I have a subscription to that. You know, just just look us up. It's easy yeah. to find a place to stream or download our content, and we put it out there for you. And we're so only please a couple, go out there and look at only it. a couple of more people uh, following us on Instagram. We'll be at two hundred. We're we're getting really really close. So uh, you can help make that happen too. That's a lot of fun. We're on yeah. uh, Twitter as well. All those things, man. And I want to say while we're here, we we've got a website that's coming at you. It's not totally done yet, but what's going to be cool about this website is not only can you listen to the episodes, not only do you have links to the stuff that's on YouTube, but also if you want to just hear, I don't know, a commercial from one of the first shows, we got all the commercials, all the synopsis, they're all separated where you can just hear them individually. That's pretty cool. Because bottom line, whether or not we're getting paid for it, we're performers. We like to put together entertainment for you. And if you enjoy it, we want it to be out there for you. Absolutely. It would be great if if this could be a job for us. But, I mean, we're realistic. We know that, that it's hard to get money for this kind of thing. So we put it out there for free. And if you can enjoy it for free, then maybe someday that can interpret into a, a population of, of fans that can get us there. But ultimately, we know that you want it for free, and we want to give it to you so that you can enjoy it. And we don't want to charge you for it. Right. And you can go there and listen to them anytime you want, as many times as you want. And I don't know what Danny is saying about not getting paid, because I get paid, paid plenty. So I don't know. We, we worked that, that's we that's worked your that gigolo. That, well, we that's your gigolo the, feed. Worked that out in the agreement, you know. What agreement? Well, I didn't sign any agreement. 
Anyways. <laughs> All right. Helming. Uh, be looking for us on the next episode, folks. I am proud to announce we're going to jump into our Scarathon, I guess we want to call it. I don't know what we want to call it. Scarathon. We're going <laughs> to cover some horror movies that we love. And to kick it off, we got our great, great friend. Duncan McLeish is going to be joining us for a couple of classics. So uh, looking forward to that one, man. Yeah, look, for episode two zero, right? We're number we're twenty. Yeah. We're, uh, I'm, I asked Duncan a long time ago when we did ac- actually episode ten. I said, "Would you want to come back every tenth episode and celebrate with us?" He said, "Absolutely." So we're excited about that. And if you're not listening to Duncan's show, which is the podcast under the stairs, they're jumping into their Boz v Halloween series that's coming up, where the Boz, which is his crazy guy, like my daddy. But uh, much drunker. (laughs) And he uh, is going to give his own spin on watching some horror movies and see if they scare the jeebies out of him or not. So you need to check that show out. Tons of Legion shows to check out. A lot of good stuff going on. Appreciate you guys listening. Danny, you got anything else? I just want to say that if Duncan's coming back, you know, which he is for the 20th episode, he's always fun to talk to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Expect a lot of laughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not as much as this last episode, though, because it was the farcical. <laughs> farcical. All right, farcical. folks. You guys, you guys take it easy. Like I said, let us know what you think about the episodes. Just shoot us a message on Facebook. Peace out. Have a good week. <laughs> Okay.